Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference, plus BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. We are the flagship show of the 1012 Network and partners with Sports Drink, your water cooler for all things sports and not sports, a fantastic podcast network in their own right. I am your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us for a very early midweek episode. The tournament's here. It's the best Thursday and Friday of the year. We wanted to make sure that we got our picks in the brackets out to you early so you had plenty of time to listen, consider whether our advice is worth it or not. We're going to do both brackets, men's and women's. I say we because I am not doing this alone. You do not want to sit and listen to me talk about filling out my bracket by myself, and I wouldn't dare fill out a women's bracket by myself. I don't, I'm not that good. Uh, so joining us, she is the vibe queen of the 1012 Network. The one person I had to have on here to fill out a women's bracket. That is JSJ, Jamie Steyer Johnson. The champion. Forgot that one. They can't see the background on my Zoom is one of the pictures of Iowa State winning the Big 12 tournament. But let me assure you folks. It sure is. Yeah, it's my purse is full of it still. Probably will be for a while it out of your teeth for a week yeah <laughs> absolutely i inhaled some paper for sure for sure it was worth it jamie for the next week's gonna be like after feeding uh the 10 12 toddler and 12 hour or you know two hours later changing her diaper and there's food from lunch in there you're not sure how she got a cheerio in the diaper but she did somehow because that's what babies do uh also joining us today (laughs) uh our good friend and uh, someone else i wouldn't want to fill out a bracket with andy mitts how's it going i am uh not on my usual setup so i'm a little flustered right now philip but i will do my best to not make any more horribly inaccurate picks than i normally would you got you got the vapors what's going on there but it's all right it's okay we're not worried 
You sound good enough. Sounds good to me. Let's do All this. Right. I love it. All right, we're filling out both brackets. We're not going to spend a lot of time lollygagging. I want to start off by talking about one of my favorite must-do picks in the bracket. We're going to start with the men's, and then we'll do the women's. And I want to do this because it it very specifically affects the Big 12. So uh, back in 2011, that was the first year of the first four, where you had the last four teams in play each other, usually as an 11, 12, or 13 seed. Since the first four began in 2011 on the men's side, one of the non-16 seed play-in teams, so one of those final four teams in, has won an additional game. That E has made it to the round of 32 every year except 2019. Andy's looking at me crazy. No, one of the first four teams. That's okay. <laughs> one of the first four game teams that wins their first four game has gone on to at least the round of 32 every year except 2019. I've done the digging. It was Notre Dame last year. UCLA went to the final four in 2021. 2018 was Syracuse to Sweet 16. This goes all the way back to year one of the final of the first four, where you had VCU making their magical run to the final four after their first win. So this happens all but one year. So historically, history tells us that you should expect one of those final four teams in to make it to the round of 32. So why is this so important? Because this affects two Big 12 teams. That's right. Five. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I got the women's one up. Let me back, back and forth. Six seed Iowa State will face the winner of Mississippi State Pitt to 11 teams, 11 seeds playing in the first four. Six seed TCU will play the winner of Arizona State, Nevada. So history tells us that either Iowa State or Nevada, or so Iowa State or TCU, is going to lose their first round game. So let's start this off by presenting this to both of you. We don't know who the first four team is that they will be playing as of yet, as we were recording this on Monday night, but which Big 12 team would you go ahead and mark off as losing in round one, Iowa State or TCU? TCU. <laughs> is that a scientific decision or just... Um, I mean, <laughs> uh, look, the no more, no more uh, Lampkin. That don't hurt, or that don't help anything, okay? Uh... Beyond that, no, not particularly scientific, but Iowa State has certainly played better down the stretch than they did for many portions of the Big 12 season. And before that, like, I think they've gotten some things figured out enough that I think they have a better chance of winning their first round game, probably. Um, I mean, I'm going to go TCU. Um mainly because I'm afraid of what's going to happen if I say Iowa State. But no, honestly, though, like TCU has always been that that high-variance team where they're either really good or really bad. And so Iowa State's definitely been much more consistent. Uh, It hasn't always been great, but they've been much more consistent. And they have a defense that is consistently good, which is one of the things that helps you to avoid an upset, right, is having a defense that can disrupt what the other team is trying to do once they get hot. TCU doesn't have that. They're either all on and can score like crazy and just outshoot you to win, or they're off and they have all kinds of problems. The the Eddie Lampkin officially being gone isn't honestly I think as big of a deal as a lot of people seem to think. Um, I was reminded by a lot of K State fans after TCU beat them that Eddie Lampkin has not been productive um, on that team in the lineup for at least a month. So um, 
you know, it is one of those things that I think they have learned how to play without Eddie Lampkin. I still think they would be more dangerous. They would have a higher ceiling in terms of how far they can go. But I don't think having Eddie Lampkin or not having him is going to be the difference between them getting up to that or moving on. So looking at the opponents, if we want to go off of that, according to Bart Torvik, Mississippi State is the highest rated of the four of the final four teams in at 58. According to Ken Palm, it's Nevada. They had Nevada at 43, Mississippi State at 49. Now, those two teams don't play each other, obviously. Uh, Mississippi State will play Pitt. I, I would pick Mississippi State. I don't buy Pitt all that much. Um, and then Nevada, ASU. I lean toward Iowa State. I like the defense and defense travels. Um, I I do wonder with TCU, though, having Mike Miles as good as he is, if Mike Miles is the thing that helps t- push TCU past. Um, I, I the recency bias of last year and Iowa State making that great Sweet Sixteen run that was to some extent to do with who they were playing. I just I, I think I lean TCU here in part because I like Mike Miles. Like I just I think if you've got a one guy that you just know is is a star that can put your team on his back, like I think I rely I I, I like TCU a little bit better than I do Iowa State in this spot. And of course, I could be wrong, but that's fine. So so for my bracket, I'll be filling out a bracket as we do this. I'm going to move TCU on past the ASU-Nevada winner. And I'm going to move the Mississippi State-Pitt winner past Iowa State. And I hate doing this because I want, like last year, to have every Big 12 team win their first game in the tournament. That's what we had in the men's side last year. I think the women had all but one, so it was almost perfection on both sides. Um, but history tells me, and I'm going to listen to history, that one of these two teams is going to lose their first-round game. I will advance TCU uh, and keep Iowa State back. Uh, we are not going to sit here and, and talk about every single game because you guys don't want to listen to us do that. I will I will move through some picks quickly. Uh, I think we all feel good about UCLA over UNC Asheville. Uh, I think we should all go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and just advance all the one seeds to the round of 32. Uh, yes, I know that a 16 seed has now beaten a one seed. That's a thing that has happened, uh, but it's happened one time. I don't feel like I have, that's going to happen this year. Uh, I feel like UCLA over UNC Asheville, number two Marquette over Vermont. Uh, I will move on Arizona as well as Texas. Uh, Texas facing off against toothpaste in Colgate. It's always a great joke. Um, why not? Uh, let's see. I'm going to put Maryland, uh, West Virginia past Maryland because I'm a homer, and I don't think it matters because I think Alabama will beat whoever they have to face there. Uh, I'll put... Disagree. Uh-oh. You said Alabama against who? West Virginia. West Virginia takes them down. Book I it. Love I would love for oh, Alabama yeah, I, I have, to I lose have to West Oklahoma Virginia and West Virginia this season. Exactly. No, yeah, I, I, they I, got pounded I, by Oklahoma. What are they going to do when faced with West Virginia? They're going to cry. That's beautiful. Um, Let's see. I'm going to pull. You know what? I am. Uh, I need an upset in here. Um, I don't love Virginia. I'm going to say that Furman knocks them off. Why? Because I can. Uh, San Diego State moves on. I really like Creighton. Baylor, UC Santa Barbara uh, of of all the big 12 teams in here, and I wanted to advance both Iowa state and TCU just based off of Iowa state and TCU, but I got to go with what history tells me to do. When it comes to betting, you play the odds, not, uh, not your feelings. Baylor, UC Santa Barbara. Look, I, Baylor is 
there's too much talent on this roster for them to be an obvious first round upset pick. But I mean, I'm having a hard time with Baylor getting very deep in this tournament on account of the fact that, look, the offense is good and I'm not going to hold the Iowa State loss against them. I think Iowa State just matches up, is, is a poor matchup for Baylor. Um, but Baylor's defense, like you're in a, in a, in a, in a, in a bracket here with a lot of offenses. And if you can't slow them down, I don't care how much you can score. I just don't feel like they're going to outscore very many teams in here. Uh, I'll ask you both. Andy, how far do you have Baylor going in your bracket? Uh, I have them losing in the second round of Creighton. Jamie? Same. I, I feel like that is most likely what is going to happen as well. I'm going to go ahead and just put yeah. uh, Creighton on. To my I, I think there's a lot of people that want to talk about UCSB. Uh, moving on because of how high-powered their offense is. But, I mean, come on. Baylor has the most high-powered offense in the entire nation. Uh, I think it was at, still not at number one last night with Ken It might be down to number two now. But still, it's a ridiculously good offense. And it doesn't really matter. I don't think that they don't play defense because uh, against a team like UCSB that has no defense at all whatsoever, Baylor should be able to hang 100 on them. Going off Ken Palm, UC Santa Barbara's offense is 71st. Defense is 163rd. As bad as Baylor's defense is, it's 104th. And the offense right now is ranked second by Kim Palm. Top offense okay. is currently Gonzaga. Adjusted offense, according to Kim Palm. Yeah, I'm not pulling, I'm not picking that first round upset. I, th- I think Baylor, it might be a close game. We might see two teams that put up some points. And uh, UC uh, Santa Barbara is able to kind of hang for a while, but I, I've got Baylor moving on. But I will have them losing to Creighton. I'll go ahead and put Creighton in my Sweet 16. Uh, Missouri and Utah State. I don't think it matters because I like Arizona in the Sweet 16, so I'll go ahead and advance them. And just for funsies, because I can't, (coughs) I actually do want to do well in our own bracket challenge. I'll take Missouri. All right. That feels good. Uh, Let's move on down. We'll come. I guess I should advance this one. Um, You guys really think? Okay. So sell me on West Virginia, Alabama. Other than just, haha, wouldn't it be fun? That's about most of what I've got. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I think I think that what Alabama has not played against very much is a comp- like extremely physical defense like West Virginia has. And we saw them play against a somewhat physical defense in Oklahoma, and it bothered them greatly. You know, I, I would not say, yes, they won, you know, the SEC tournament. Um, they beat a Texas A&M team that, you know, again, isn't a fantastic defensive team. They're, they're, they're pretty good. They're decent. But like the rest of the Big 12, I think West Virginia has a style of defense that if you don't see it very often, if you don't play against it routinely, it is hard to pick it up. And it's hard to be able to be effective against it immediately, especially since, you know, it is basically two days notice for them to be able to then go. Like if this was he had a week to prepare and had, you know, film from the entire or from the entire first weekend and they were going to play in like the Sweet 16 then it would be a lot harder for me to do it. But trying to play against a Bob Huggins team on just two days notice, I think is a ridiculous thing to have to do, especially if you're not used to it. Alabama's already shown they can be punched in the mouth and that they don't recover from it very well. You know, if a team like Auburn can almost beat them, you know, if a team like Oklahoma can beat, can blow them out, West Virginia, I think by far has the talent that they need to do that. I'm going to move Alabama on. I just am. And San Diego State. Uh, to my sweet 16. I really wish West Virginia had been at, matched up with Purdue as their one seed because I'd have taken West Virginia in that because Purdue does not like pressure. 
Purdue does not like it when you pressure them, and West Virginia would have pressed Virginia the absolute hell out of them, and I would have picked West Virginia to pull off that upset. That would have been incredible. So let's go to the East. I'll take Purdue as the one seed to move on. Memphis FAU might be one of the most fun games in the first round. Um, I'm going to take FAU, if not to taunt the team that's not joining from the AAC and to join our TCU and Houston brethren. Houston, of course, beating uh, Memphis, of course, beating Houston in the AAC title game. Uh, Duke, ORU. I know everybody's going to want to pick ORU. I understand it. I get it. Um, I'm going to pick Duke. I think they're pretty hot right now. So hot right now. I'm picking Louisiana over Tennessee because <laughs> uh, I just like it so much. It makes my heart happy. Um, let's see if we can get a Kentucky Kansas State rematch. Uh, things would be like the it feels it feels like the hundredth time they would have played in the NCAA tournament in a row, except that Kansas State hasn't been in the NCAA tournament since 2019, so that's not accurate. But I'm gonna advance Kentucky and Kansas State. I. I don't know enough about Montana State. I do know enough about Kansas State to say I don't see that as a as a particular upset I would be worried about. Um, and I will move on Michigan State, U uh, over USC. Oh, I don't like either of these teams. I don't I don't care because Marquette's going to move on to the Sweet Sixteen. Um, so I'll pick Mich- the highest. Or no no no, you got to pick some tens over sevens. That's right. Um, all right. How far do you guys have Kansas State going in your bracket? Sweet 16. Um, I actually have them going to the Elite Eight. Oh. Over Marquette? Yep. All right, sell me. It's just one of those things. Uh, Kansas State has, you know, obviously two players in Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson who can just take over a game. The defense that they play, again, like, I think that's a common occurrence with a lot of Big 12 teams is that the, the style of defensive play that you have in Big 12 is not something that you get used to uh, very quickly. So Marquette is one of those teams to me that always or has seemed over the course of the last, gosh, I don't know, like three or four weeks to have come on all of a sudden. They've been kind of just quietly sitting there, and then all of a sudden they just, you know, burst into, um, you know, we're, we're, some, we're one of the greatest teams kind of territory. Um, and it's Shaka Smart. Like, Shaka Smart has had trouble in NCAA tournament before um it's just there's some coaches that just you know you talk about how tom is though like is mr march because he always you know gets michigan state playing really well chuckus mart has always had trouble with the exception of that one vcu team that had the big run he has had trouble getting teams to advance in the tournament so um you know i just i think that this is one of those things where marquette is getting sold as a much better team than they probably are um because of some, I guess, some interesting, uh, you know, some, some some good results that went their way. I also feel like the Big East is a conference that a lot of people like to prop up. And whoever ends up winning the Big East tournament, they like to prop up because it's supposedly one of the, you know, toughest tournaments that you ever have out there, um, which is only true if you're one of the low seeds and end up having to win it. Like, you know, Connecticut did that one year. Um, but, yeah, I just – it feels to me like Marquette is the team that gets super – hyped and then and they fall flat on their face kind of like texas did last year so what andy is saying is that he is a big east hater uh that's fine getting hyped up uh, i do not well, say that entirely. <laughs> right. i mean at least not entirely you, you just call it over i'll say this for shaka like. i'll say it i'll say that for shaka i'm not gonna hold what he did what happened at texas against current shaka smarts um i just i continue to think that was just a bad fit 
as far as head coach and program, and both are better off having moved on from each other. Um, I think Shaka Smart's done an incredible job at Marquette, and I like Marquette a lot this year. I will note Marquise Noel for Kansas State, and we, we talked earlier in the season about his assists and how how many he has dished out. He is currently sitting, if sports reference is correct, I need to double-check that. 243. Great. Awesome. Love doing this on air. Yeah, so 243. So Marquise Noel's 243 assists so far this year put him at 14th all-time in single-season assist record for the Big 12 Conference. He is one behind uh, 12th, three behind 11th. Doug Gottlieb has the top two all-time at 299 in 98-99 and 293 at 1999 and 2000. So I don't think... Marquise Noel is going to pop in 56 assists in the NCAA tournament to take the top spot. But I am curious to see how far Kansas State can go to see how high he can climb on this list uh, this year. I will go ahead and advance, man. I I like Marquette. I really do. Hmm. Well, I'm going to stick with my Sweet 16 of uh, Marquette, Kansas State, Purdue, and Duke. Is who I have in those spots. All right, let's move over to the West. A man, the West is usually not the most difficult uh, section of the bracket, Andy, but they did Kansas no favors this year at all. I mean, look, you have if you go off Ken Palm, you have number two in Ken Palm, UCLA as a two seed. You have number four, Connecticut as a four seed. You have Kansas, who's number nine. Uh, in Ken Palm, you have, let me see if I remember this correctly. Yeah, Gonzaga is a three seed here in the West. They're number eight in Ken Palm. That's crazy. Oh, and St. Mary's oh, is oh, number don't 11. Don't forget St. Mary's, right. Is number 11 in Ken Palm. So you have five of the top 11 teams in Ken Palm are all in this side of the bracket. Throw in a TCU team who I agree on the Eddie Lampkin point. Like, this is essentially a healthy TCU team. They've got the players that matter the most to them and have mattered the most of the season healthy. So you throw TCU in as a six seed. Like, this is gnarly. Oh, and look, I understand the issues that Arkansas and Illinois have faced this year. It's not like their ceilings on those teams are quite high if they were just to click for a game or two. Goodness gracious sakes alive, the West is tough. Right. So not only did they decide just unexplainably that Houston's, you know, quad one and quad two record, you know, combine those two together, you know, ignore quad one, but do quad one and quad two together and talk about the quote unquote close losses that Houston had compared to some of the blowouts that Kansas had. Um, you know, they, they screwed Kansas over that way by putting them out in the West instead of in the Midwest. And then they gave them by far the hardest draw that I can ever remember for anyone. Because I mean, this is, this is a ridiculous draw. Um, you pointed out, like, yes, UCLA's a little bit depleted, but, uh, you know, they're out there in the West again. Like, the last time that this happened with Kansas and UCLA being out in the West, oh, yeah, that was back in 2007 um, when, you know, Kansas had beaten Florida that year. It felt really good and had to go out to UCLA and was not able to win that game because they had to play essentially a road game against UCLA. Um, We're shaping up for a very similar sort of thing if they can even get there because of all the landmines that are floating in this bracket. It's a difficult bracket. The one thing I have to keep reminding myself when I'm going through it is that at each round, like of all the potential matchups that Kansas can get, they can only get one of them. So like, I don't have to worry about the fact that both St. Mary's and UConn are in there because <laughs> Kansas can only play one of those teams. 
you know, I don't have to worry about the fact that both Gonzaga and UCLA are in there because they only have to play one. So um, it is a navigate, like it is something that I think they can navigate. I, I definitely think it's a very difficult one, but this is also, I think, a Kansas team that has shown that when they get into these sort of situations, that they can rally and perform a lot better than anybody expects them to. The question, of course, is going to be, is Kevin McCullough fully healthy? Um, all indications that I've had, you know, from, from what I've seen um, in terms of people reporting for practice and everything going on there, that it looks like Kevin McCullough's back fully. Bill Self is back with the team. I still don't know if he's actually going to be coaching in the first weekend, but he's definitely going to be with the team. He's going to be up there, um, you know, in Des Moines and just like there to help with that. And, and, you know, I'm not really expecting Kansas to struggle with either of those potential games that they have up in Des Moines. The real question is going to be what happens when they get out to, to Vegas and have to face either a St. Mary's team or a UConn team that is extremely hot. My, my, my. Okay, I need to reevaluate something real quick. I need to remember where. Yeah, yeah. I'm flipping my TCU and Iowa State. I'm advancing Iowa State. I'm I'm. I'm shipping TCU home. Here's why. Um, they will play the winner of Arizona State, Nevada. I forgot about geography. They'll be playing that team in Denver. <laughs> I just, I look sometimes when it's like, we have decided to give the lower seated team the home court advantage over the higher seated team. And why? Because that's just, how the cookie crumbles sometimes. So I'm flipping this. TCU is going out in the first round because they're to play a team who's going to be uh fan base will be in closer proximity to the location. The game will be played over TCU. Um, I will uh, advance Gonzaga past Grand Canyon because Gonzaga is going to be fine. Those fans will show up to Denver and they're definitely going to show up to Vegas. Uh, Boise State versus Northwestern is in California. Let's just go ahead and move Boise State on. It doesn't matter. UCLA will go ahead and move on to the Sweet 16 over Boise State. Uh, I will move Gonzaga on past the winner of, of ASU Nevada, which when everyone gets there. So we've got 2-3 UCLA Gonzaga and 1-4 Kansas over Arkansas in the second round. UConn over St. Mary's. This section is pretty chalky, uh, but I'll have Kansas versus UConn. And Gonzaga versus UCLA. All right, so uh, let's get to the Midwest. Uh, Houston past Northern Kentucky, no surprise there. Iowa, Auburn, gross. We'll just move on. Iowa, I guess. Uh, Miami, Drake. Oh, wait, do I have all eights moving on? That's not a good... No, 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 no. I got two nines. All right, we're good. Uh, Miami, Drake. I have no idea. I don't know anything about Drake. I didn't think Miami was that good this year, but we'll move Miami on. Indiana's been really good. Uh, we've obviously advanced Iowa State. Xavier... You don't like, we need an upset somewhere in here. Uh, I don't have to get an up three seed upset. Um, all right. They're going to try and set us up with Texas A&M, Texas. In Des Moines, in the second round. And I just, the, the sports gods don't typically shine down upon us in moments like this when we have an opportunity for Texas, Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a team that is in this spot because they play a worse non-conference schedule than Texas Tech does, and that is saying something because we all know how Texas Tech schedules its non-conference schedules, uh, versus a Penn State team that's uh, real hot, real hot right now. I don't think A&M gets past Penn State, and I don't think we get the matchup we want. Uh, let's do... All right. All right, guys. Am I crazy to put a, a Big 12 matchup in the Sweet 16 between Texas and Iowa State. No. 
I've got it too. And Iowa State's going to beat them because it's a home game. Kansas City, baby. Oh, my. Hilton yeah, exactly. South? <gasps> oh, baby. Oh, my. Oh, is that going to happen? Let's see. They play the first round game in Greensboro, North Carolina. That shouldn't give Pitt or Mississippi State any specific. Xavier. Oh. Xavier. We're we're doing this. Texas. I'm Iowa sure State there won't Kansas be City. anyone in Des Moines or Kansas City rooting for the downfall of Texas. No, no, not at all. Uh, no, I was gonna say I actually do have Texas A&M making it, and honestly, I think that Texas A&M is going to upset Texas. Um, mm. I just there's there's one every year where you get a really weird one like that. Texas A&M, you know. I, I was listening to Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander on the Ion College Basketball Podcast at CBS, and oh, they were talking about how if, if you look at Texas A&M since, I want to say it was November 20th. Uh, it was either November or December 20th, one of the two. Uh, but basically take out from that point forward, so a good three months' worth of data. Uh, Texas A&M is number 18 in the country. Number eight, top 10. They have been playing really well for a really long time. And so I think that this Texas A&M team was underseeded. Um, and honestly, I think that they're going to get past Penn State. If we don't get that matchup, it's going to be because Texas gets upset by Colgate. Um, like, I, I, I do not see Texas A&M dropping that game at all. And I think that they end up upsetting Texas to make it an Iowa State-Texas A&M matchup in this week's game. Old Big 12. Old Big 12. Yeah. Well, I'll advance Texas and get current Big 12 in a matchup. And then I'm going to be super chalky here. Sorry, Jamie. I'm putting Texas past Iowa State in You're Hilton South. Bracket. That's fine. Because I want exactly. Houston versus Texas in the Elite Eight very, very badly. Like, I, I really I really want an er, a little, little Big 12 early action, uh, future Big 12 there. In the, well, in the what's league. wrong with having the longer one where, of Houston and Iowa State? Yeah, Texas Houston <laughs> is barely matchup. even a Big Twelve matchup. Like Texas, yeah, it barely no, counts. No, no. You guys just like I, you guys forget how much the idea of Houston being in the same conference as the University of Texas is just the most like vomit-inducing thing. For like hardcore Texas fans, like that old Wasn't program Houston that in the Southwest, the old Southwest conference. Though? That was many, 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 many years ago, and Texas okay, was able so to. So what you're really saying that you want is you want the Southwest Conference reunion game. I mean, we all love you know to reminisce about the past. Uh, so I'm taking Texas Houston. I'm advancing Houston. I am. I said I get Houston and Texas as far as I could in this, and once they met together, so I've got Houston going to the Final Four. Out of the Midwest, back over to the South, Alabama, San Diego State, uh, Creighton, Arizona. Ooh, hmm. I'll move Alabama on. You know, I, I just, I cannot, I cannot. Here's the problem. I think Alabama has an easy path to the Elite Eight. I do. I'm sorry. I, I, I get the conversation about West Virginia. I like it. Um. I don't think West Virginia can hold out for the full game uh, long enough. Alabama, they're going to hit some shots eventually. And I don't trust West Virginia's offense enough to put up enough points to not to build a big enough lead. I'm afraid that game will be too close. Alabama will figure it out. Uh, 
Virginia's got the best defense possible to, sh- to, to beat Alabama, but I don't have Virginia getting in the first round, and I don't think Virginia's offense is good enough for them to go very far. They have no business being – Virginia has no business being a four seed. Where was it? Ken Palm has the yeah. uh, 34th, and Bart Torvik, <laughs> uh, 32nd. Yeah, they, they should not be a four seed. But here they are, so they're going to get upset. I just think Alabama has got a nice path to the Elite Eight. Arizona Creighton, man, Creighton's been playing well. They are fun. But Arizona scores a ton. I can't, I can't do, do two, one. No, we're doing Creighton versus Alabama. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do Creighton, Alabama. And I just can't move Creighton, Alabama on. I can't do it. I don't. I, I The last thing we need in our lives is, a, I'm going to say it, a Brandon Miller uh, redemption story of him having a great tournament run. I just, that. I don't like it. So I'm gonna put Creighton on because you need a, a a team. It's not a a one or two to make it to the Final Four. Uh, let's move on down to the East. I'll take uh, Duke over Purdue because I don't trust Purdue. Um, I'm gonna pull. Can- you know what, Andy? I'm jo- I'm joining you, sir. Putting Kansas State over Marquette. I don't like it. I think Marquette's got a better shot here than Kansas St- than uh, Kansas State does. But I will. Uh, I'll be a little homer. I'm wearing my. Every man a wildcat home field shirt. So maybe wearing it while I do this will make this uh, bring this to fruition. I'm gonna put Kansas State in the Final Four. That's how much I believe in in Jerome Tang. That's what I'm gonna do. All right, Kansas UConn, Andy. I, I just I I sit here and I'm like Kansas is two games away from back to the Final Four, and I just don't think I don't know that I trust Kansas enough to make it all the way back to the championship game again this year. I mean, I I seem to remember a lot of people not trusting Kansas to make it out of the first weekend last year. So I had them winning. No, no, my bracket had them winning the whole dang thing. So I was not among those individuals. Oh well, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying in general, there was a lot of people that thought Kansas was not going to make it out of the first weekend last year. Um, and I mean, this is a Kansas team. Honestly, first of all, I actually have St. Mary's over UConn. Um, I think that St. Mary's is just they've been doing, um you know, a decent amount of things over on that West coast there in obscurity that I don't think a lot of people actually know how good St. Mary's is. And I realize that the Ken Palm numbers skew in UConn's favor, but UConn has had some really ugly losses this year. Um, some games they have absolutely no business losing. Whereas St. Mary's, you know, they've lost to Gonzaga. They've lost to like teams that, that are up at the same level as them. And so I just, for whatever reason, I have St. Mary's moving on to face Kansas, but then I have Kansas beating them. So I'm going to tell you right now, Philip, um, I probably went way too much Homer on this because I actually have, um, well, I have two big 12 teams losing in the elite eight, but I also have two big 12 teams making it to the final four. So I have four big 12 teams in the elite eight, which like if there was ever a year for that to happen, I mean, yeah, this is like the best Big 12 we've ever seen, which is kind of insane to think about. But I also know that matchups don't normally work like that, where we actually get all those people through. So I I am probably going to end up changing this at some point, like when I get through and, you know, do this stuff for like my bracket pool over at the, the, the Blue Wings Rising web, web, website. But I'm just first, – first impressions here – is that Kansas, I think, does not have as hard of a road as we thought initially, just because of the way they match up with some of these teams. 
I think the kind of the pressure that Kansas can bring is something that a lot of these teams have not seen. And so with the, you know, with obviously the, the possibility that something goes on with Kevin McCullough that keeps him from playing, unless that happens, I think Kansas is able to defensively shut down a lot of teams, including, I think, either UConn or St. Mary's. All right. I'm making some changes. I'm making some executive decisions. I've moved St. Mary's to face Kansas. You've inspired me. I've got Kansas in the Elite Eight versus UCLA, and I have them going back to the Final Four. I hate you for making me do that because I don't trust it. Um, I went back to the East. I'm sorry, Kansas State. I cannot have Kansas, Kansas State, and Houston on the Final Four. That's just an unrealistic expectation and hope and dream. So I've advanced Marquette because I really do like Marquette. So my Final Four, as I sit here now in the bracket that I am entering in for my own bracket challenge here on the 1012 Network, is Creighton versus Marquette and Houston versus Kansas. And, uh, ooh, this is fun. Um, I am, uh, I'm going to have myself a Houston Marquette national championship game. Sorry, Kansas. Um, me too. Wait, you really do? Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Whereas I, I have, do. you have, I wait, do. you have Houston Marquette? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm picking Houston. I, I have thought for quite some time Houston is legitimately good enough to win the national championship this year. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have I'm gonna have our future Big Twelve brethren cutting down the nets over uh, a guy in Shaka Smart. Maybe Texas Tech should take a look at. I know that he's got some Texas ties and they need a new a kid um, somewhat. But seriously, I'm picking Houston. Houston is my national champion. Oh man, get a national championship game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what I find. I find crazy that I have a Final Four of all future Big 12 teams. You got Arizona and Arizona State in there? I have Houston, Kansas, Kansas State, and Arizona. (laughs) With the the future Big 12 matchup of Kansas versus Arizona in the championship game. I like it. All right. This is the official one. And it is submitted on the men's side. Uh, if you're listening to this, it's Tuesday, and you have missed the opportunity for the best deal ever at Homefield. So I'm not even going to talk to you about the mystery boxes. I cannot wait for my first mystery box to show up. And I am hoping beyond hope that I get for the men's side. Like, I want one of the teams that's facing off against the Big 12 in the first round. I need, like, Montana State or a Colgate. Like, I need one of those. I hope that's what I get. We'll see. I cannot wait to see what shirt I get from the women's side as well because you get one for each, and that is incredible. And if I end up with a shirt I already have, I mean, I do have a lot of shirts, but we'll see. But, hey, folks, you want a little home field magic for your team if they're in the NCAA tournament this year? Then do yourself a favor and go to Home Field Apparel. Home Field Magic's working. It's real. And look, they're working overtime to get these mystery boxes out, so your order's probably not going to get here by this weekend but especially if you think your team is in the tournament and good enough to advance to the next round then go get some home field apparel they've got every current and future big 12 team yes i'm even including the haha pack 12 gonna blow up hint in that they're not but we're not going to talk about that today um or you can pick any of the more than 100 schools they currently have available Tulane green wave is incredible uh the providence collection they just added i don't even care about providence but there's a monk with a basketball i'm sorry a friar with a basketball and it's God, it's just so such a stupid good shirt. Oh, by the way, did I tell you that they have hats now? They have hats now. They've got a Houston Eat 'em Up Cougs uh, retro hat. It's awesome. What is this UCLA Bruins longboarding tee? Oh my goodness. Okay, I gotta email Connor. Um, 
Did you guys see you could pre-order the Kansas State bomber jacket in lavender that was oh so incredible? Guys, they just keep putting good stuff out. So, here's what you need to remember. If you haven't bought before, and I don't know what you're doing, Network 12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2, gets you 15% off your first order. If you've already bought, you can't use the promo code again. I understand. No worries. There's always some cool deals and stuff going on. Or you could use any of the other promo codes that are in the network from your favorite show. So Network 12 gets you 15% off your first order. Be rocking the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel this uh, third month mania, as well as college softball and baseball season. Do you love the Big 12 Conference? Do you love college basketball? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. So come on over to the Midwest Madness podcast, powered by the 1012 Network, where I, Robbie Triano of SiriusXM, talk all things men's basketball in the Big 12 Conference. Whether it's breaking down the biggest games, interviews with some of the best people covering the league, or discussing which teams will make the big dance, make the Midwest Madness podcast your bi-weekly listen. Because the best way to prepare for March Madness is to listen to the Midwest Madness. All right, we got another bracket to hit. We got a women's bracket. I've got Houston winning on the men's side. Let's go to the women's tourney. We're going to do this similarly to last time. We're going to run through this stuff. Obviously, you advance all the one seeds. Um, honestly, I just advance all the one seeds to the Sweet 16 uh, because if you recall, top four seeds all get to host, and there's nothing as bad as the dreaded eight nine matchup because you just hope you get to get a win. <laughs> Uh-oh. Wrong. Oh. I think South Dakota State's going to beat Virginia Tech. <gasps> Ooh, I think crazy. South Dakota State's vastly underrated, and Virginia Tech should probably be a two. All right. I'm just going to copy Jamie here because she knows more about this than I do. Uh, so now I have South Dakota I mean, that's State. Like, that's, that's on, like, the maybe bolder side of predictions, but actually from what I've seen – uh, not even that bold. Also, let me let me hit you with a let me hit you with a fun. I'm wait. I'll I'll wait till. Let me. Sorry, I'm getting excited. You want to get there organically a little bit more? Uh, I <laughs> I figure we should be organized in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Instead okay. of well, just a little bit. I'm moving to South I'll Carolina past. Marquette beating South Florida, South Carolina past Marquette. I'll be a homer and pick Oklahoma State over Miami, and then that will lose to Indiana. Uh, so Indiana, South Dakota State, because that sounds like fun, Stanford and South Carolina. Uh, let's see. Running through the Greenville Regional. I'll take Oklahoma over Portland. I think this is an Oklahoma team that can still score like crazy. Uh, Portland. Yeah, the, yeah I'm just OU. At this point, I trust them enough. Uh, I'll take UCLA to... I think uh, that I'll be very interested to see what the spread ends up being on that game because I think Portland's probably a little bit underseeded. I still have Oklahoma advancing, but that's like a sneaky good game. Mm. Well, I like it. Uh, I'll have UCLA. If you're going to pull off an upset in the first two rounds... And I need to go do some research, but I feel like the four or five is one of your better opportunities to do, or over a four or a three than a one or a two. I don't know enough about UCLA, but I know OU's offense is stinking good. You know what? The, uh, Big 12 has been so underrated. I'm going to have OU upset UCLA. Why not? I feel like doing that. 
I feel like it. Uh, okay, we'll keep going through this. Creighton? Uh, keep in mind, Oklahoma is on the maybe slightly hobbled side. Ooh, okay. I mean, Ani Anusa twisted her ankle pretty bad before the game against Iowa State and looked to be in a little bit of pain. And Maddie Williams has definitely got slightly limited mobility. She's got a big old brace on her knee from that injury she sustained at the end of the regular season. I mean, she played real well against Iowa State, but the the explosiveness is definitely like down a notch or two. I do have them falling to UCLA. Should I just pull the Portland upset over Oklahoma? I I, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. Unfortunately, I already have that one. Yeah, I Kinda mean, along the same line. Oklahoma just didn't have a a terrific non-con was part of it and so it's really hard to see how they do outside the big 12 like just the the, okay. the defense ain't always defensing it, it, it don't defense much all right fine uh ucla over portland and ucla south carolina at the sweet 16 uh uh creighton over illinois mississippi state winner notre dame and then notre dame over creighton uh, we get West Virginia, Maryland in the first round of the men's tournament. I'm going to give us West Virginia, Maryland in the second round of the women's tournament. I don't want to will actually every matchup, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> well, actually. So like Notre the, Dame. Like the meme? Notre Dame did this, did this really funny thing where their star player, I mean, if, if she plays in this tournament, I will eat crow, but the injury she sustained looked suspiciously like an ACL tear and Notre Mm. Dame has refused to give an update. And so the committee has said that they seated them based on the assumption that she would be playing. I wouldn't be surprised that tomorrow they announce it's an ACL tear. They do that a lot. You don't want to hurt your seating. By announcing that your team will not be whatever we're expecting. That's Fine. how the first ever 116 upset happened in the women's tournament. There you go. Okay. Uh, well, I've got Creighton taking down Notre Dame in the second round. I think they can get past Southern Utah, but I think Creighton gets them. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say Notre Dame ekes that one out because I'm going to be bold and take West Virginia past Maryland, they have which... They have very, very good players like they're certainly capable it's not like without olivia miles they're nothing but i'm doing this i'm doing this on purpose i'm doing this with with a goal in mind because i'm gonna put west virginia past maryland which is probably a terrible thing to do when you're gonna well actually mean that's fine um but that helps west virginia get an easier matchup against a hobbled notre dame and so west virginia goes to the lead eight against south carolina oh where they lose (laughs) but I don't care. I'm going to put West Virginia there. All right. So West Virginia to the lead eight in Greenville, Oklahoma out in the first round, South Carolina to the final four down to Seattle. Uh, Stanford has already advanced to the sweet 16. Seattle four. Remember, because there's only two super regionals. Uh, super confusing. Um, it's the weirdest thing ever. I don't like it. I'm, I Let's don't... put it on the coasts. Midwest. For women's basketball, why would you ever think people would attend women's basketball in the Midwest? That would explain the disservice done to the Big Twelve. Uh, they just don't like. They just don't like it's coastal elites. Good heavens! Well, uh, to be fair, to be, to be fair, fair the, the 
you know, the most natural place to put something in the Midwest for the women's tournament would be in some place like Kansas City, which is already hosting the men's side. So it's kind of hard when the men have multiple Midwest cities that are kind of locked down for their regionals. Andy, yeah. stop trying to anger or uh, logic our, our frustration and anger. It's not. No, I'm just trying to redirect the anger to the men instead of, you know, it's all the men's fault. <laughs> it's, it's the men who play in this and the men in their basketball. It's just exactly. Men. We are, it's Andy, men you all and the I. Way down. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a scum of the earth. Yeah. Okay, yes, let's move on as we have sidetracked. Where that's a completely different conversation. Is that why there's not a single Midwest site in the next four years as well? Or Oh, is there not? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Okay, never next mind. Next year, now- New York, Oregon. The year after that, Alabama, Washington. The year after that, Texas, California. Texas is not really Midwest, but it's, it's kind not. of it's Midwest. South- for what no, it's about. not the Midwest. That's not the Midwest. Texas is not the Midwest. Midwest is Oklahoma North. I'll rant about that. Even Oklahoma is not really Midwest. Oklahoma is not really Midwest, but like it's it's north of Texas. Oklahoma is Midwest adjacent. Like there's nothing in Indiana. There's nothing in like it's plenty of places you could you could do this. The final four is in Cleveland next year. Uh, okay, Louisville Drake. I'll advance Louisville Texas. The only Big Twelve team that gets a host. So I'm just gonna go ahead and. Move them on to uh, you know what? I'm gonna move them all the way to the sweet 16. I think they're gonna do well enough oh, in Austin. To be able to a, well, actually, well, actually, uh, oh, I have Drake beating them, it's fine. You have Drake beating Texas, okay? I don't think it's a great matchup, frankly, for Drake, but on principle, I can't move Texas <laughs> to the sweet 16. No, like, bro, the what I witnessed. What is today? Monday. Yesterday. There's some bad vibes. There, mm. there are bad vibes uh, in in that uh, in that team. Your 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 questions and comments about some of the things that have been said by players and coaches <laughs> there may be uh, maybe getting a, an early exit out of Austin. We'll see. Uh, Colorado over uh, middle. Uh, uh, no, you know what? Middle Tennessee over Colorado because I can. Um, middle Tennessee is. Currently ranked in the top twenty-five. They're they're quite good. They're an eleven seed. You know what? I'm taking Middle Tennessee. I'm uh, now Middle Tennessee over Duke. Middle Tennessee to the Sweet Sixteen. Let's do it. I like I like that. Stop Um, taking all of my upsets. No, seriously. Florida, Florida State, Iowa. I will put Iowa on. Um. Oh man, this feels wrong to do on a Big Twelve podcast. Uh, but we can set our anger and frustration toward the program aside when you have a player of the caliber and ilk and wonderfulness of Iowa this year. I'm just putting him in the Final Four just because I want to see it. Um, so I'll have him face Stanford. I will move Iowa on. Yeah, I just I got it. Like I get it. We'll just set the Iowa ness of it aside, and just just set that over there. Amy, Jamie, are you okay with that? Are you give Are you going to be mad? You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Not Jamie my has them losing in the first round. No, no, she, no. I, mean, I don't have him losing have... in the first round. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. The second round. Wait, where where do you have you them? You do. Now I'm curious. Who do you actually have them losing to? Georgia. 
Big Ten does not play great defense. Georgia's going to punch him in the face, and I mean that literally. <laughs> okay. Well, then we'll have Georgia over Florida State, but I'll go ahead and move Caitlin Clark on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's and I have... key in on that. You didn't say I'm moving Iowa on. Yes. That's that's what I'm really doing here. I I don't I I don't want to advance anything related to a Hawkeye, uh, other than maybe the Marvel character. But uh, I'm gonna advance <laughs> Kalen Clark, and that's about it. Uh, okay, so she's headed to the Final Four. Her team may join her. We don't know. Uh, over to Seattle three. Good. I don't wait. There's I don't understand. Uh, we've got South Dakota the Sweet Sixteen. We've got Iowa State. Over Toledo. Um, Who's head coach we may see again soon. I'll just leave that hint there. Uh, Tennessee past St. Louis. Tennessee has no business being a host school. Iowa State on to the sweep. 16 against South Dakota State. Woohoo! Uh, I don't think Jamie has an issue with that. Um, North Carolina. You're me. I don't know anything about North Carolina or Ohio State, so I'll advance both of them and then advance Ohio State as the home team. I feel like I should probably advance a three seed at some point. Seems like a good idea. Um my bracket has North Carolina. Uh, they very easily could have been a four seed, but they they kind of they kind of are up and down. That one that one's very much a coin flip. I have North Carolina. Ohio State isn't a bad pick. Kind of depends on what teams show up. Considering we're I'm some big twelve teams. Eight. Oh, go ahead, Andy. I say I'm probably being crazy, but I actually have the playing game winner over North Carolina. Look, North Carolina has at times struggled to score. Their games with Duke were basically first one to forty wins, and I wish that were an exaggeration. Gross. Yeah, that's gross. That's that's not that's. Uh, uh, okay, Baylor, Alabama. I don't understand how Baylor got a seven seed when some other Pick Twelve teams were seeded lower than them that's just me it feels like a little bit of hey look it's baylor i don't know anything about alabama i don't think this matters because i don't think either of them are going to beat yukon so i'll just be nice and pick baylor but yukon beats baylor and then we get yukon iowa state in the elite eight you can't i just like it's the women's side it's just like i just i kind of i gotta put yukon there like i do want to like you know i don't yeah, I don't think UConn's going to win at all, but I'll, I'll do that. All right, we'll go up to Greenville. Uh, we have eliminated our only Big 12 team here in Oklahoma State in the second round, so we'll run through this one quickly. Uh, Utah and NC State. Is Utah actually that good, Jamie? Yes. Okay. Yes, all right. they're, right. they're very good. Wait, we're on the – what round are we on for We've... Greenville 2? Well, I'm I'm running through the, through all of them quickly. I haven't only one I've done there is Indiana to the Sweet Sixteen. Okay, okay. So okay. I've got Utah into uh, NC State and Utah to the Sweet Sixteen, LSU over Hawaii. Um, I don't know anything about Michigan UNLV. I'll pick UNLV and. Uh... Okay, so let me give you my highlights of this region. Okay, go for Princeton, it. Princeton, probably a little bit underseeded because they're an Ivy. I do have them beating NC State. Villanova Cleveland State is super interesting. Uh, they both are opponents Iowa State has faced this year. Uh, I think this is going to be a game. I really wish I could pick Cleveland State. I just don't know that they have anyone that's going to be able to shut down Maddie Segrist. So I've got 
Villanova, but let me give you, this is my fun fact I almost just started blurting out earlier when I calmed myself down to try and be organized. Washington State FGCU. There are, in fact, betting lines available. And Florida Gulf Coast is, in fact, favored by, I think, three points. So that's not an upset? Man. Not really. So here's my thing. Um, Washington State won their conference tournament and looked pretty good doing it. Part of their struggles during the season, they were missing one of their best players. Florida Gulf Coast is a team that has been chronically underrated by the NCAA They or by the committee. They have generally been very, very good. They have an absurdly high-powered offense. However, I have not really watched them play this year. So uh, I, I tend towards the side of, I guess, picking Florida Gulf Coast. But not having seen them, I don't know exactly how it matches up because I really liked Washington State. But Florida Gulf Coast is usually a really, really, really good bet for technically an upset. But like Andy said, really, it's not when they're favored. We're going to have a little fun. I will make a second round Florida Gulf Coast Cleveland State matchup with Florida (laughs) Gulf Coast advancing. Uh, Why not? Cleveland State low-key is actually pretty good. I I wish they would have gotten like a 12 seed. They would have been a great, great, great pick for a 12 seed upset. How can I, how early am I allowed to remove Kim Mulkey? See, that's, I don't know, man. That's, uh, that is in fact uh, a, a good pod for them. I have them falling to Utah. All right. Yeah, me too. I'm good with that. All right. Utah, Indiana. Everything's so chalky. Um, I don't know anything about either one. I'll take Utah. You say they're quite good. I'll do that. Ooh. So we have a final four. Utah has like really, really good balance. They have, they have like a player that plays kind of the ideal version of each position. Like they might not be the the very best player at each position in the country but like they fill the exact role that you're supposed to they have pretty solid depth and as a little added bonus that isn't relevant at this particular moment but is something to hang on to they're absurdly young i believe their entire team returns next year oh they're young oh oh baby i don't like young teams in the tournament ooh mm-hmm. You I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, I'm going to have a national championship game of South Carolina versus Utah with South Carolina winning it all and cutting down the nets. Philip, Did I just copy you? Get out of my brain! <laughs> I am going to do... Uh, I will again be the oddball here and I will be predicting a Cyhawk national championship <laughs> There we go. There we go. And I think you all know who I have. There you go. Caitlin Clark. No. <laughs> not Iowa. I was not going to. It's just, it's just Caitlin Clark. She's just going to be out there on the court by it's herself. It's going to be. Okay, 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 okay. It's going to be a four-way race, okay? Caitlin Clark's going to get 
first. Ashley Jones is going to get second. I, Iowa State's going to get third, and then Iowa gets fourth. So, <laughs> impressive elimination there. Wait, the speaking of speaking of someone putting the team on their back, uh, let's let's just get off topic again for a second and talk about how much I dominated ever get back media madness. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, we, we finished <laughs> the brackets. They're filled out. They're done. Okay, so Jamie, I need you to explain to everybody what what this was, what went down. I need I need you to explain that, please. It was incredible. Okay, so um, Brenda Van Langen is uh, uh, like a very well-known women's basketball reporter. She's amazing. I adore her. She is one of the biggest reasons I am in media now. She has been very, very kind to me for a very, very long time, uh, has let me shadow her at Big 12 tournaments and such since I was like a very young kid. She rocks. Anyway, she's very involved with uh, the – the basketball scene, the athletic scene in Kansas City. And so they decided to put on this event at the women's tournament and call it Media Madness. It was it was really intended for like local media members, but I saw the tweet and I was like, well, I I want to do this. And so I reached out to her and I believe I may have been the only team media person to participate, which made it a little bit wild. Um, at halftime of both of the semifinal games, they had groups of media members go out and you got 30 seconds. You get one point for hitting a free throw, three points for hitting a three. I went at the halftime of our game. So I did the first segment of halftime, which I always do to give Noah a break. And then I ran out on the court and uh, it was a little confusing. I think that some of the people that were supposed to show up didn't end up being able to make it. And so we had to kind of throw teams together really quickly, but I decided that uh, I could make three times as many free throws as I could threes in any given time period. So I went to the free throw line and I went, I, I believe the calculation was something like 83%. Uh, I had, a, I, I came back to the desk and uh John Walters, uh, the godfather, voice of the Cyclones, just sat with Noah and I for the game just to just to have a, a front row seat. And so he and Noah, uh, my broadcast partner, were keeping track of my scoring total. And it was really fun because I don't wear team clothing because I'm courtside. So... I ran out and I was actually faced away from the cyclone section. Of course, the cyclone section was the entire place, but I was faced away from the bench area where most of the people who know me well would be. So a couple groups knew I was doing it and were able to like recognize me and cheer and others like later figured it out from Twitter and stuff. But the best was that like they didn't really know who I was. But then as I started knocking down like five in a row, people were really and then later as I walked around and was wearing the same out and stuff people were like wait was that you was that you out there shooting I said yes and so the top three victories of that day were number one Iowa State won number two my team won both I kind of put the team on my back and number three uh we got to leave our radio gear set up in the same spot and not tear down for the next day <laughs> There's a video on Twitter. So what you're saying is you and Ashley Jones have in common that you both put your team on your back. 
Exactly. I mean, we we would call you the Ashley Jones of the ten twelve network. So Just add another. Title. I was gonna <clears throat> I was gonna see Caitlin say Caitlin Clark, but I I didn't want to. You know. We won't get into that. We won't get into that. <laughs> uh, our brackets are done. I filled mine out. They have been submitted. You will find them in our uh, bracket groups. You can find the 1012 Network group. It is open to everyone, men and women group, uh, on ESPN, if you are doing uh, anything in the tournament challenge there. So if you filled out a bracket, you want to submit it to our group, do so. Will we have a prize for the winner? Yes. Uh, do I know what that is? Uh, no. Uh, but if you do win... We'll share it on social. Make sure that you, uh, if you are not on Twitter, 1012 Network, our DMs are always open, that you let us know if you win. In email, it's 1012podcast at gmail.com. Or if you're on Instagram, we are 1012pod. Jamie is on Twitter at jsteyz, J-S-T-E-Y-Z. Andy Mitz 12, that's two T's in Mitz, one, two in 12 on Twitter for Andy. Uh, Rock Shock Podcast for Andy. I will say I will also go ahead and throw out if you guys want to join the Blue Wings Rising bracket challenge as well. That was mm-hmm. over on CBS. Oh. Um, our prize there is the winner is going to get a home field shirt. So, <gasps> home field is always a good prize. Home field is always exactly a good prize. Uh, that's it for us, everybody. We will be back next week. I don't know what with or when or what's going to go down because we got a long time until we record next Sunday. But enjoy. The best sporting weekend of the year, hands down, this weekend. It all gets started. Yes, Thursday, we're not counting the first four. I don't care what they do in the tournament. It's just not. It's a weird thing. I will never be on board with it. Everybody have a good week. Go mad. Have fun. Good luck to brackets. Podcast Network.